No Timeouts back with a special episode. And by special, I mean something totally new, totally different, at least for this podcast, for the first time. Hopefully not the last time. We're going to get a nice interview in. Um, so, you know, the guy I'm interviewing here is a part of uh, Anti-Up Consulting. He is, you know, the CEO, essentially, of Anti-Up Consulting. Uh, my good man's Mark. Uh, who I've met through, you know, Charles, who has not been on the pod, but if you've seen my other, you know, work, um, you know, Chuck, Chuck's a good friend of mine. So any, any, any friend of mine, uh, any friend of my friend is a friend of mine as well. So what's up, Mark? How, how you doing, man? Hey, Rodney, how are you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm doing great. You know, we're taping this at, at nine o'clock, you know, the NBA just started back up, you know, so I got the Spurs Mavs game on in the background, you know, just it feel, feels good to be watching sports again. You know, I know that, you know, we'll get into some college stuff, you know, the conference tournaments and stuff have been going on, and that's been fun too. Um, you know, I've been personally super excited just because, you know, I got the news today that Marcus Aldridge isn't on the Spurs anymore. And that's just really, <laughs> that really warmed my heart uh, as someone who wants to see the Spurs do good. But enough about the Spurs. I'm going get to into, get into all this. Uh, so really just tell me for real, just like how you got into sports as a fan, like who your favorite teams are. Did you play? Like what, what, ha what kind of harbored your, your love for sports? Like just as an individual. Um, how I got into sports. That's actually a great question. Uh, I just think just growing up, um, you know, my dad, you know, he's always watching, you know, some game or something on, I remember football, football Sundays, he was pretty, you know, just bananas. So I think I just really, you know, <laughs> this is actually interesting. I'm thinking about it now, but I think I wanted to just spend more time with my dad. Like, you know, I was a kid, so, right. you know, we didn't really have all that time to get, you know, together that many similar interests. So I think that's how it started. And then um, I think I took off from there. I really just started to like fall in love with it. Um, I wanted to play sports. Well, I, you know, I did up until about, you know, high school because, you know, I only grew to be 5'10". What can you do? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I feel yeah, that. so... Um, well, I, I don't. Think, I'm 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 six two. I don't feel that, but I in gotcha. theory I feel that. Yeah, so. but um, <laughs> you know, I I think um from there I just quickly realized, and this was about seventh grade. I was like, oh, at that point I was like five seven. I was like, I'm probably not going to make it to the NBA. Like I, I right. kind of um, and I think PTI. Uh, I got to give big credit to that. Um, you know, I think Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser really just inspired me. Just watching them every day talk about the players and the teams that I love and the the trades and you know just how smart they were I, I totally I fell in love with the like journalism aspect of it so I think that's what really got me into sports uh, I, uh, my dad and PTI I, think. <laughs> I, I feel like that's that's probably pretty common I, I think for me that was that was a lot of the same stuff uh, I guess the question the real question is uh when you were watching with your dad were you the type to root for who your dad was rooting for or were you like the anti like i'm gonna root against him like who, uh, who, were, who were the teams in the household yep so it started with me uh rooting you know with him um he had the teams he's all local so he's from washington dc area so okay. it's all uh, the time you know the you know what they are now is the washington football team so he's still you know a fan of theirs washington wizards um, you know, at that time, the Nats weren't around, so he was like Baltimore Orioles. But um, I was with it for a while up until about 02, which when I was right. like 10 years old. And I was just <laughs> like, got, got some consciousness, <laughs> realized <laughs> just, that dark path he was about to lead you down. <laughs> yeah, so um, I just kind of was like, uh, I think I'm going to just do my own thing with all teams. So my, my favorite teams are actually like super random. Um, so for NBA, it's um, the Orlando Magic. 
Um, I, I missed the Shaq era, but I was a big T-Mac fan. Um, I kind of saw the end of like the Grand Hill thing. So, and I just love the colors, uh, Orlando, Florida. I went to Disney World. I remember doing that as a kid. So I was all in with them. Um, Carolina Panthers, they were just the new kids on the block, um, you know, and then, and then they went to the Super Bowl in 03. So I was like, ah, this is my favorite team now. So I hopped on them after they went to the Super Bowl in 03. I have to admit that. Um, and then- uh, But you're for, still with them now. Yeah, still with them now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I can respect that then. I can okay. respect that. I'm sensing a, a blue theme here, but continue. Well, yeah, well, actually, it's the total opposite. <laughs> the uh, the Boston Red Sox for baseball, um, I think this is the most interesting. This is my favorite team, like, all, out of all my teams. Um, but I used to watch the show Cheers on Nick at Night, which is based in Boston, in a, a bar in Boston. Um, and Sam Malone, he was a former um, uh, Boston Red Sox pitcher. And he was the bar manager or the bartender or whatever. And um, it was really cool. But um, they talked about them being cursed. And, like, that's pretty much, like, what I kind of hopped on the bandwagon. It was just like, oh, they hadn't won since whenever. And at that time, it was about 01 or 02, and they still hadn't won. So I was just like, you know, they were – I'm, I'm anti-Yankee, everything. It's just like, oh, no. So yes. I, um, I hopped on the bandwagon, and then they started to win championships in, like, 04, 07, 13, and 18. So – yeah, that's that's crazy because, you know, I have a very random fan base as, like, as well. Like, I like the Spurs for basketball. I gravitated towards the players, so I love Tim Duncan. I always love the quiet players. Dude, uh, I love, Tim so Duncan is love my Tim Duncan. favorite player of all time. I'm sorry yes, to interrupt love, Tim Duncan. No, 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 please. Anytime you're interrupting me to praise Tim Duncan, it's, <laughs> it's totally fine. Tim Duncan, my guy. You know what I'm saying? Then, of course, you know, Manu was great because he was, you know, so unorthodox, like lefty Euro stepping before it even had an official name. Like mm -hmm. then Tony Parker was like doing his thing. Uh, then, you know, then Kawhi comes and he's kind of taken over that quiet mantle from Duncan. So I've always liked them, you know, even, you know, I mean, in 99, they won. I wasn't, you know, I was probably what five years old. So I was but I was on them because I was also anti Lakers. So it just yep. worked out. It was great. Um, let the Spurs. Um, you know, same thing with the, the with the Colts. You know, I love Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dwight Freeney. Like all those guys were just like about their business, quietly got it done. But the thing that we have in common, even the most, was or is, um, well, I, I say was because I'm no longer a fan. But I grew up a Red Sox fan as well. Okay. Um, my mom is from Boston. The first baseball game I went to was at Fenway Park for my 13th <laughs> birthday. So that was kind of like that really locked it in for me. I was I was there. And 03 was probably the first real memory I have when Aaron Boone hit that walk off uh, <laughs> before, you know, and then it was a great, you know, redemption because, you know, I didn't suffer as much because the very next year they won. Yep. Uh, but the reason I say was is just because, well, one, you know, you get older and you realize like, you know, Boston just isn't that great of a, a city for, you know, guys who look like me as a Absolutely. you know young, young black man. Um, but the, the real, the real, nail in the coffin was the Mookie bet situation. I, I couldn't support that. You know, like we're talking about a guy who's arguably the best player in the, in the league. I mean, if you want to say Mike Trout, that's fine, but he's definitely top five. And to just give him away for pennies because you're trying to save money when you make that much money as an organ, like the Red Sox are making top five money every year. Like they're one of the most popular teams worldwide, let alone in bait, like in America for baseball, like, to, to penny pinch Mookie Betts away the year after you sign Chris Sale and Nathan Eovaldi to these big-ass extensions, but you can't do that for – I was done. I, could, I couldn't support it. So now I'm just a fan of the game. 
I still like baseball, but I I don't claim the Red Sox. I don't care if they win again. I'm I'm out on the Red Sox. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I, I, totally, I I feel where you're coming from though, because um you know they I definitely well the, the Mookie thing, the Mookie bats thing. I'm kind of I was kind of okay with it because well first of all we should never sign resign Chris Sale. We won a championship. Let him right. Go market right. Couldn't even you know he he's worse as the season goes on. But so we did that, and my thing was we we couldn't afford Mookie, and then we we get in these situations. I feel like every, you know, I'm sorry to keep saying we, but <laughs> the Red Sox get in this situation every like four to five years, win a championship, kind of reset uh, a few years after. I think really I was just happier for Mookie though, just to you know. No, go. no, I was too, but it's like, bro, you're not the Florida Marlins. Like you could afford him, you just didn't want to pay the luxury tax. Like this yep. is not a like. Like you didn't have to reset because you're a small market team. Like I don't want I don't want to hear that. But I don't want to get too much into baseball. Uh, you know, we could talk about the the Red Sox all day. The last thing I'll say on it is that the Mookie Best thing, like I was looking for a reason to let it go. And they right. gave me a perfect out. It was it was lovely. Um, so you know, we established that, you know, you love sports, you know, I love sports, you know, we're on sports podcasts, that's great. So how did you get into sports betting in particular? Once again, um, I have to I have to originally go back to Tony Tony Kornheiser, and sometimes he would just mention what the line is of a game, and you know, for me, he didn't, you know, they didn't deep dive into it back, you know, ESPN during those days, but for right. me, it sparked an interest. Like, what does that mean? Or you know, and then I would watch, um, you know, other like, um, you know, move, I'm I'm big into mafia movies. And, um, you know, sometimes they would talk about, like, sports gambling as well, like putting or, you know, going against the spread and things like that. So I just I just kind of, like, did my research, my due diligence. And then, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I kind of just landed on around, like, circa 2012. Um, I just started to, like, you know, be, be in the, <laughs> the wins where I'm um, able to bet online and, um, you know, win some money. So. Um, I think, I, you know, like I said, I've always been into sports. And then when you realize, you know, you know, we've always bet with our you know, buddies here and there. But to right. you know, realize that there was like a, a more like lucrative way you could do it. I, you know, I just sparked my interest for sure. I feel that. So so I guess for those who don't know about Andy Up, this is essentially it's a consulting firm business where you're basically giving advice on who people should put money down each individual night. No. That's correct. That's correct. I mean, that's the the, the pure basis of it. Um, you know, there we have some more in depth to kind of like show you, you know, what we do, like the ins and outs of how we come up with that. Um, but you know, uh, yeah. So that's kind of what we do. I mean, people. Some people don't have the time to really deep dive into the ins and outs of stats. You know, they work. You know, you know, however many hours, 60, 50 hours a week or whatever, sixty hours a week. And they really just want to get home 7 p.m., crack open a beer and watch a game and have a rooting interest. So, and you know, that's okay. But like, you know, in order for them to not lose money, that's what we step in. Um, you know, there's a crew of us. There's about five of us now still looking to grow. Um, and we just, you know, give advice on our different sports. Some of us uh, are better at some sports than others. Like for me, college basketball is my thing as well as the NFL. Um, but for one of my buddies, uh, NBA is just his, he's so great at NBA. Like that's his, 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 um, meat and potatoes. So he goes to it all the time and, um, you know, it, it just works out for us, um, as a collective unit. That's what's up. Yeah. I did, yeah. That's, that's cool that you guys do it as like a unit. Cause I feel like most of the betting, uh, sort of 
things that you see and it's kind of it's kind of relatively popular on on instagram and twitter and like DraftKings and things of that nature like but most of the time it's like individuals so it's pretty cool that you kind of have a collective group um that come together and do that i think that might be the first that i've seen and definitely the first i've seen of a group of five yeah i mean i think it's interesting that when you know for me like it, i was just in it by myself and then you know i, I taught a buddy how to do it because he was always in a casino I used to work at a casino that I won't name, but, um, <laughs> you know, I used to see him there and I was just, I taught him how to sports gamble. And now like, he's, he, I would say he's better than me. Like he does, he's, he's really, he's great. And then, um, I think with, with a group of us, we can challenge each other. Like, um, I think you're, you know, kind of being lazy and, um, your handicap and the handicap is just deep diving into a game. So, um, you know, we, we can kind of challenge each other and really get the best out of one another we have like a daily call every day where we just discuss the game. So, um, yeah, it, it definitely benefits it with the group. I feel that. So, but you, you, so you've, you've really, you've talked about like how you make your picks. Like there's almost a science to it that you, that you guys have. I, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I know I'm sure that there's some secrets or maybe like a paywall to get to the, the good <laughs> secrets, but what, what can you tell me in terms of, I guess, how you go about, you know, just like making your picks or, or even just how you go about deciding what game you feel like is, worth looking into like like what can you tell me about just like the process in general because it, it, it seems like it could be pretty overwhelming like you know obviously you know Vegas is not your friend they're making lines uh for you to lose so how you kind of essentially outsmart the, the Vegas you know yeah I think I think uh you made a great point saying that Vegas is not my friend because I don't treat them like my friend and they don't treat me like theirs um so uh, I think um as far as like what games to like look into so from from our perspective, um, I don't want to get too deep into that, but you can kind of just like look into number. Everybody wants to look at teams, Rodney. Everybody wants to look at, oh, the, the Raiders or are going against um, the Chiefs and the Chiefs are, you know, obviously the better team. But do people look at it that it's in division and, you know, how did this team do against them the year before? Is it home or away? So I think um, the, the just initially try to look at the point spread rather than the team like the point spread says a lot in itself um as far as a recipe there's no particular recipe um you know there's not like this is what you do to make this product nothing like that um but we do have like certain nuances or things that we look at for i'll give you a great example with march madness coming up um as far as like teams that you want you want to see like or that can advance um, there are cer certain teams that have like guards or senior junior guards. Um, you kind of want to look for those teams that are like those teams uh, that have the guards as their best players rather than the teams that have big men as their best players, because it's tougher for them to get the ball, dominate right. in the paint, you know, during right. tournament time where everyone wants to win and they're keying in on you. So little, little things like that matter more than like an, like, like Iowa is a big team who has Luca Garza, He's really popular, but, um, you know, their guards aren't really that great. So I don't know how far they'll go. Yeah, nor, nor is he on defense. He just reminds me of, like, a smaller, worse version of, like, Jokic in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Without the passing. So maybe not even Jokic, to be honest. Um, but that's, but we'll definitely get into the March Madness stuff later because, you know, maybe I can, you, can, you can help me out as I get on, you know, Selection Sunday's coming up. I need yep. to fill out my bracket. This is the first year I, I haven't watched. So this honestly might be the year I do the best, <laughs> to be honest, uh, filling out the bracket. Um, but tell me, I guess, uh, just in your personal experience, like, 
and just I don't know how what's uh what's been your like highs and lows when it comes to uh, the business of like sports betting like has there been like a particular bad beat you've had like is there a tick I don't know I don't know if you want to name like you know sums of money exactly but like you know just something um that that kind of that kind of speaks to like the emotions the up and ups and downs of of the of sports betting sure thing I mean highs and lows and I mean that's a great point because there are highs and lows in this um but I think what I've learned over time is just not to get too high or too low and that's pretty much what we call bankroll management um you know which I mean, we don't have to talk about now, but, uh, you know, if people want to learn more about bankroll management, that's important. But I mean, as far as like a, a high of a high, I mean, I, I remember winning like my first parlay uh, ever for like a thousand dollars. So that was pretty cool. Uh, it was baseball season. Uh, Yasiel Puig took it over the top. Um, uh, another I think another high for me personally is I don't like to like parlay a lot. And, um, you know, what a parlay is, is a multiple team bet. I like to bet on one particular team to do right. one, one particular thing. So uh, this this high of mine um, was me, and I'll put out an amount, but I bet $550 to win 500. And at the time it was like my biggest bet. And, you know, I was in Vegas and, you know, it was all cash. And I was just like so happy when I won. Um, I, I think I think a low for me, I've never been um, that low because um, nothing, I never bet money that I can't afford to lose. And I think that's an important part of, of just anything right. you're getting into. Um, but uh, for a low for me, we'll go back to the Spurs. So this is when I was super early in the gambling, um, sports gambling, the Spurs. I was winning money with them. They were going against the Trailblazers. I think this was 2012 in the playoffs, uh, first round. Spurs won the first three games. I'm up. I'm like, oh, this is this is cool. This is getting easy. And um, my, uh, my cousin of mine, I'm talking to him about the next game's angle. And he's just like, Blazers are done, bro. Throw it all on the Spurs. <laughs> throw it all on Spurs, and I was like, "He's right." I'm throwing. I learned uh, the Trailblazers came out so hot that day, and they forced a game five, and Spurs won in five. So I think that was a low, but it was nothing too crazy. It was just it was all house money, really. But um, you just learn from a lesson like that. Like oh, I'm never gonna do that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel that for sure. Yeah, I haven't personally done too much sports betting. I don't know. One to me, it's kind of it's hard to except like i don't know maryland isn't maryland needs to step the shit up they don't really have have it like dc for example like there's not apps you know what i'm saying that you can right. just bet on direct games um you know i don't know it's weird so like how do you because I, I assume you're in maryland no yep i am in maryland yep yeah so like how do you i guess navigate that like you know where it's kind of i guess in maryland in particular it's a state-by-state thing so in maryland it's not as legal as say like uh new jersey yeah, for sure. I mean, there, there is online ga- uh, gambling. Um, some people um, bet offshore. I won't say if I do or do not uh, do that. But <laughs> what I will say, though, um, I mean, I, you can always go to Capital One, um, you know, bet, bet cash um, or uh, just visit or, you know, just go down. I guess, you know, visit like a Virginia and just log into the FanDuel app, maybe while you're at lunch or something or brunch and kind of put in your bets for the day. Um, so you you always you always have that option, but like I said, uh, a lot of people that I know you know tend to bet offshore, um, you know, for different different reasons. So I, I feel that. So so I guess in terms of you know anti up, um, where where are you you know hoping to to take it like or where do you see it now? Where do you hope it will be at? Like what do you what's what's the what's the what's the vision here? 
Um, I think the vision is just, you know, first community growth. Um, and when I say community growth, I don't mean like um, us just, you know, trying to teach the kids how to gamble or anything like that. But um, I mean, you know, um, there, there are plenty of people out there that know sports or that want to get into sports gambling that just really don't know, you know, how to or what to do. And I want to reach those, um, you know, I feel like the 20s, the 30s are kind of, you know, already kind of like knowing how to get into it. But I want to reach those 30 to 40 year olds and those 40 to 50 because I know they gamble as well. And I know they, they still love their sports. They got the big houses and, you know, everything is 401ks is fine. So they, you know, they kind of want to, you know, gamble. So uh, I want to reach them. And then um, also, like, I just want I just want everyone to like learn. Like, it's not a situation where oh, I'm the only one that can, you know, figure out how to win money or this group of mine is the only one that can figure out to win money. I want people to get smarter over time to not make the, to not make that Spurs bet on game four that I did. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, so right. So we want people to be, it's what we call sharp. S, that's sharp with a P. Um, but it's what we call sharp um, for everyone to just be, you know, understanding that, Hmm. Let me see. Uh, what's a like I said, Chiefs before, and let me think of a really trash team. Chiefs versus the Jaguars. Why are the Chiefs only favored by three? Little stuff like that. Like that don't that right. doesn't mean take the Chiefs. That means like either stay away <laughs> or take the other team. Take the Jaguars and you know Vegas has you know like you said Vegas has all numbers for a reason. They're not you know, silly. So, um, so I think that, yeah, the true thing is to be, first to be community growth and then reach a, a level of, you know, um, at least a, an international level where people, you know, know us, know Annie up and know that if you're in a slump, you can reach out to us and we'll help you get out of that slump. Um, and eventually maybe we get to the point where bookmakers are figuring out our clients are beating them and the bookmakers want to reach out to us to figure out how they can get better. I feel that I, I mess with that a lot. Um, so you say you're, you're, you know, really tapped into the March madness. Like that's one of your niches, if not your specialty. Yep. Um, so, so I guess everyone always wants to know, you know, who's, who's that mid major who you feel like is going to the sweet 16. Like who, who do you feel like, you know, you can give me a few, but I really want to know that, that number one with some, so with some honorable mentions, like who do you feel like right now I'm, I really see uh, Loyola Chicago as a really good team, as a team that can really shoot, you know, yeah. with a lot of shooters and things like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm no expert. I, I like <laughs> NBA a lot. I'm really locked into the NBA. The college hasn't really been doing it for me this year. So so speak to me. Talk to me. Yeah, for sure. Loyola is a great uh, pick. That was, that was exactly who I was going to say. I think they're ranked now. They're probably ranked about 20 of 21st in the nation. Yeah, I don't uh, know. So I don't um, know if that counts because they're going to be – they'll probably be a five seed, six seed, no? Yeah, I mean, well, maybe not because, um, you know, the Big 12 and the, the Big 10, they'll get a lot of teams and those teams have some, you know, some respect on on there. But, yeah, they could be they could be a six seed, five or six seed. I think I think the biggest thing with Loyola is that um, they are so, you know, the senior, you know, senior led pretty much 93 percent of their scoring is back from last year. Um, so that's always great for a team. And they lock down defensively like they're the best. Or according to Ken Palm, which is a website that gives out great college basketball stats, but they're uh, second in the nation as far as defense. Um, they have uh, they smother their opponents defensively. So um, yeah, Loyola is a is a great pick. Um, if we're talking a team, obviously that's not ranked, I think right. a team that's like a double digit seed, probably 
for sure. I think Oral Roberts um, has a great chance. They have a uh, Max Admus. He's the uh, leading scorer in the nation, 23.4 points per game. Um, and then they also have a, a couple of, you know, nice, you know, big men forward that can, you know, help the guy out as far as like rebounding and uh, assists. But he, he's Max is really good as a, a scorer. Um, and they uh, just won the Summit League. So they'll be in the, the that's an automatic bid for them. And um, yeah, I think uh, Oral Roberts can scare some people. Actually, they played uh, Oklahoma State earlier in the year. And um, they only lost by five to them. And Oklahoma State has uh, one of the uh, best players in the nation. Yeah, I mean, Cade. Cade Cunningham, right. So. Yeah, how do how you feel about Cade? A lot of people are saying Cade is like that shoe-in number one pick. Um, you know, I do think he's probably the most talented player in college. But, you know, we have the whole G League situation as well. Like, like how do you feel? How, you, how, do you, how are you looking at Cade in terms of, one, how far he can carry Oklahoma State? Um, cause they have a decent team, but he's, you know, definitely their best player, but in two, I guess, you know, where you would rank him in terms of like an NBA prospect. Um, I think, well, I think he's talented for sure. Uh, I never want to like go against these NBA scouts as like their top, like, you know, lottery picks because all of them, even like an Andrew Wiggins who went number one overall and, you know, has not lived up to his expectations. He's still like a good player. Like, so right, I've never right. like, yeah, so I've never, yeah, 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 not yeah for not sure. Not, yeah, but Kate Kate is a good player. Um, I kind of worry about him. Like, I feel like he's a sort of a tweener. Um, doesn't really have like that true position. I guess he's a four, six, eight. Um, but so I worry about him from that standpoint. Um, but the as far as the Oklahoma State team, uh, I'm not. I don't think they can get too far. I think they've struggled uh, overall and like now too bad in the Big Twelve. But um, I think that they'll they'll get up against maybe a Big Ten team and not be able to kind of keep up with that level of uh, phys- physicality. So, um, you know, I, I do lo- I do like Cade, but I'm more – I like uh, Gonzaga's guy more. I'm more high on Jalen Suggs. Yeah, I like yeah, him too. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's the type of guy – Gonzaga, every year they have, you know, all these transfers and um, you know, right. senior-led players, but they, <clears throat> they never have that, like, you know, top five recruit that can take you over right. The that one and done guy. Exactly. And they have that this year. And when you know, when it comes down to basketball, usually the best players, you know, tend to make things happen late, which he did last night. They were about to lose, uh, and lose their undefeated season. Guy comes out, Jalen Suggs does his thing and uh wins the game for for the squad. Right. So 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 you looking at the Zags as, as your favorite? I mean they're you know they're number one, you know, I would I assume the number one overall seed being undefeated. Uh, I know Baylor was right there with them before they, you know, took that hiatus yep. uh, and they haven't, you know, haven't quite come back off that hiatus the same as they did, you know, beforehand. Uh, so I don't know who are you looking, who are you looking at as your favorite, um, you know, who you, who you putting your money on or at least giving the best odds, I will say, uh, to, to actually win the whole thing. Yeah. For me, I mean, you, Ronnie, I mean, we, we've been, you know, watching college basketball for years. Maybe you haven't watched it, I mean, but at least tournament time, we've always watched that. Oh, right? yeah, of course. It's of course. rare that we see, the, um, you the know, number that, one. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's rare that we see. Well, I, I, from my standpoint, it's rare that we see, like, like I said, an Oral Roberts win the whole thing um, or even like a Davidson in 08. Like as far right. as they got, they, you know, it's tougher than to win the entire thing. So for me, right. yeah, it's still. Gonzaga, I actually placed money on them in November to win the whole thing at like plus four eighty. Um, oh, okay. so that, I like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got it uh, very early in the year, still in November, and I also put money on Baylor as well to win it. Um, at the time, I thought those are the only two teams I could see winning it as far as just talent. Defensively, Baylor like locks down. Um, they had this one guy who was just like Draymond Greenish. Um, 
But I think Michigan has snuck into that uh, that those ranks as well. Um, they play in the toughest you know conference in the nation, and they just they have the ability to play you know inside and outside with their guards. They got a seven seven foot um, center Hunter Dickinson who's from PG County. He went to DeMath, I believe. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out, uh, PG County. Yeah. So I think I think <laughs> Michigan uh, can also win it. So as far as me, I would give out those three teams. They'll probably – will they all be number one? I know Illinois is probably be a number one seed. Michigan may not, though. They just lost to Michigan State recently. So, um, yeah, Michigan, you may get some good odds there. So, But all of them would be plus money. Um, so you don't have to, like, lay any anything on the big. So, yeah, just Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan. I would put all my money back. I feel, I feel that. So, um, going. I, I guess this is kind of about the NCAA, but also about, like, you know, any up as well. You know, obviously we're dealing with COVID – um, you know, in sports or, you know, some, you know, as, as normal, I suppose they could be during COVID, but like, how has that kind of affected, you know, placing bets, you know, where like you might place a bet and then 15 minutes, somebody's, you know, is out for contact tracing or, you know, you know, or however that works, like, how has that kind of been something uh, to navigate? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I think injuries are you know, super important, especially with the NBA now, like with college, they're pretty, transparent about everything like this kid is questionable tonight this kid you know doubtful but nba sometimes you'll just you know the 10 minutes you know 15 minutes before the game starts they'll just announce a guy out so um from that standpoint we, we keep eyes on injuries like all day i have all the um notifications from certain sports apps when they just you know either list as soon as a player's you know health information comes out they it's tweeted out um so yeah but with COVID specifically, it's been a little tricky just from, you know, some games have been like canceled, postponed. But, um, you know, you, you, at this point, we kind of understand what we're getting into. And, um, you know, players are not that important as far as crazy as that sounds. <laughs> players are not that important to the spread. So, um, you know, you, you, you do understand, though, if LeBron isn't playing tonight, you're probably uh, in a little doom. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so overall, though, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you kind of understand already if a player is questionable going into night, stuff like that. So you can kind of pick and choose from there if you want to even deal with that situation. Yeah, I feel that. So, you know, we're still kind of in conference tournament time. You know, is there any, I guess, you know, as somebody who hasn't watched college, you know, really all year, you know, I'm sure there's some people listening who who are probably in a similar boat to me. Right. You know, usually I, I do watch, I've watched, some games here and there, but overall, not not too much, to, you know, to be honest. Are there any, you know, conference games, maybe matchups just or conferences in general that, you know, people should check out as they, you know, we kind of get into Selection Sunday? Yeah, sure thing. I mean, like I said, Big Ten is the best conference in basketball. All the teams are pretty good, physical. Um, so you definitely want to check all of those games out, Big Ten. Illinois specifically they're the best one-two punch in Kofi um, Cockburn and Io uh, Adunle, I think is his last name. But um, they have the best, like, one-two punch. They're kind of like a baby Kobe Shaq. Um, what I fear about them the most, though, is that um, they didn't play. Well, their coach is not um, – he's not the greatest at in-game adjustments. But, um, you know, overall, though, they didn't they didn't have that experience, experience last year in the tournament. So this would be their first time. But you definitely want to look out for them because they're explosive. You, when you, when you watch those two on the court, you're like, Oh, like these two are, they're going to the NBA and they will be in a, a few months. 
Um, but overall, yeah, the Big Ten tournament, Big East tournament is always great. It's just, you know, so classic. You're going to see teams, you know, knockout teams that shouldn't be. Um, trying to think of another conference. I don't think Big 12 would be that interesting. SEC. SEC is probably be good basketball. A lot of the teams have either, you know, split their games or, um, you know, maybe had one or two postponed. So I think most of those games would be pretty good. So, yeah, I would say ACC, though. I usually love the ACC tournament growing up, but ACC is way down. Yeah, I must say all the good teams, well, well, really Duke and UNC, the main teams, are are down this year. So it kind of puts a damper on the whole conference a little bit. Yep, so it's like Florida State and Virginia. Florida State's good. Uh, you know, if you're looking Virginia, for like, so I'm sorry, not to cut you <laughs> off, but Virginia, Virginia is so awful to watch. Um, I can't do it. They are like the epitome. Like they are the prime example of why I don't watch college basketball. Yeah, it's just it, like like I get it. Like you know, shout out Tony Bennett. Like they get wins. Like they you know they got a ring. Like so don't get me like you know keep doing your thing, but it's just not fun to watch. Like it's so slow. Like, all they just pack the paint, like, you know, and, you know, college players aren't NBA players on some of the shooting, so you're just watching a ton of breaks. And, but then it's not like they run any fast breaks either, so it's just it's – just, I can't do it. <laughs> no, I totally get it. Virginia is definitely not a, a nice watch by any means, so I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that one. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's – I mean, yeah, that's pretty much all the teams that I think – or the, all the conference, rather, that you look out for. I do want to mention – Ohio um they have this guy a point guard called Jason Preston he's pretty good I think he's going to be in in, in in the NBA so look out for him he plays um you know in the um what's that the Mac Mac that's the Mac so uh they play in the Mac tournament coming up yeah so Ohio I think whether they the Bobcats yeah um you know real quick we'll uh you know before before I get you out of here uh, any thoughts on the NBA in terms of, you know, champions, you know, MVP odds, any any particular any uh, bets or anything that you like in the NBA? Yeah, for me, MVP odds, I would still go with Joe. I would go with Joel Embiid at this point. Um, I thought LeBron kind of had it uh, when, you know, before AD went out and then, you know, he would have had to kind of like still keep up with the win column. But they kind of went on a long losing streak. Um, right. I just think Embiid, if they, if they are – challenging for the number one seed even if Brooklyn uh, or someone else you know if Brooklyn gets it that's fine because Brooklyn has three you know MVP type players so I think Joel Embiid is a good uh, you know play for MVP as far as the championship um, you, you gotta throw something on Brooklyn right like I mean come on yeah no you, yeah you definitely do you definitely <laughs> you do if you know you know KD's starting to worry me just a little bit I mean I know it's a regular season but you know he's out again tomorrow the hamstring thing you know, I don't know if it's like the same leg as the Achilles, but, you know, those things can kind of, uh, you know, if your Achilles is messed up, it can, it can be connected to your calf or your hamstring or whatever. So he's starting to worry me a little bit. They, You know, they look good now, but they need him. For sure. Oh, yeah, they definitely need him. So win a championship, they'll definitely need him. Um, but I, I, I would have, you know, early in the year, I was thinking the Clippers, I thought they would come back and bounce back. But I, this is this team, this, I don't, they might be really yeah, I don't cursed. Know. I don't know. It's something about them. I yeah. It's just like they're very similar to last year. I do think you know Serge is a little upgrade over Trez, so that helps a little bit. But it's just like, you know, they wanted to get better and you know got Luke Kennard. Like uh, you know, I'm not, he doesn't even play. Right. You know, and then you know, I'm not a fan of Marcus Morris really. 
you know, the Lakers signed his identical twin for a minimum contract and the Clippers signed Marcus Morris for 60 million. I, I did not understand that. I did not understand that. I was like, I did, I did not see the difference in the $16 million difference uh, there. I did, I did. I still don't understand, you know, you know, Pat Bev is cool. He is what he is. But yeah, like you said, like they just seem pretty similar to last year. I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They, and I, and I picked them to win last year. So I'm kind okay. of very spiteful now that, you know, <laughs> after they embarrassed me, you know, I was on my anti Lakers run and they you know, ruined it. Yeah, I mean, you weren't the only one, so it's all right. But, uh, yeah, so I think I think for me, I, I would still take the Lakers, uh, you know, because LeBron is always going to be there. AD is going to get healthy, and I think probably is, you know, healthy. They just want to really be cautious with them. So, Lakers for sure. Um, I'll toss a little bit on Brooklyn, and let me give a third team. Um, maybe, a, maybe a dark horse. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't say Utah. They just don't do it for me. Um, <laughs> you said you, you, you'd take the Clippers over Utah? I think I would take the Clippers over Utah just because of the talent um, and the the, the, the coaching um, as far as the, um, you know, Talu. So, um, yeah, but I don't, I don't want to say the – I'm going with the Lakers, man. I'm going with the Lakers <laughs> and give me some Brooklyn. I don't want nothing to do with anyone else. I feel that. Hey, save your money. Nothing wrong with that. No, no, no point of making a bet just to make it. Like, yeah. If they ain't gonna win, they ain't gonna win. So, but yeah, and I, and I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, you know, yeah, once once the tournament's over, once we get to the NBA, I can come back, hold you accountable. Uh, you know, if you're right or wrong. Um, you know, yeah, anything to plug. Any, you know, where can the people find you? How can they find you? Uh, um, you know. sure thing. Uh, we got the. The uh, What's the Line podcast, which, um, you know, September, we're really going to get back booming. Right now, we just kind of do a little five-minute podcast on, a, like, a, a, a basketball game we like. But, you know, uh, September, we're going to get really – it's going to get crazy. We're going to stream everything. So, What's the Line podcast. Um, you can find us at Annie Up Consulting on Instagram, at Annie Up Consult on Twitter. And um, from there, yeah, just reach out to us. Uh, Anyupconsulting.com is another another avenue to reach out to us. And, you know, tell us if you're interested in sports gambling or just kind of want to learn the basics, stuff like that. I would love to have a consolation call. And, yeah, we can um, set you up. So, yeah, that's how you can get in touch with us. Appreciate that. Appreciate that for sure. Yeah, definitely check them out. So, yeah, I might have to check it out myself. You know what I'm saying? Just to, it's, it's always fun just to bet. Um, just for the sake of, like you said earlier, just like having a rooting interest, that's the best, like, that's the best part about sports is kind of getting emotionally invested and in what better way to get invested than to have some money on the line. Sure thing. And like, like I said, you guys don't have to bet $500. You can bet $5 on a game and, right. win, and win five and just, and still have that, that same adrenaline. It's all right. No, a hundred percent or hell you can get a 17 parlay and win 500 or $5. If you there get the you right go. <laughs> Damn, well, all right, Mark, appreciate you. Um, yeah, and I'll, you know, we'll uh, hopefully, you know, run this back soon. Yes, very Thank you for having me. Long, a two to tie. Michigan would have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked and the referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he causes too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. He got by with a walk, and Jimmy calls a technical. He, he calls a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's. Too many, and so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. A huge mental mistake. Mental mistake. Mental mistake. Mental